According to Leo Holman, Islam is getting restless at home and abroad, and the U.S. government loves it. He also says to beware of digital marking. The European Union is moving aggressively to digitize its citizens, and the U.S. will also fall in line. Leo Holman, author of Stealth Invasion, joins us to discuss all of this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're very excited about today's show. We, we need your help. We need you to share. We need you to comment. We need you to love this video, not just do the blue thumbs up, but to give us a heart. We've got a special guest with us. We're going to be talking about all sorts of things from Islam to world government to uh, digital marking. So you don't want to mi uh, miss the whole show. And also don't forget to share. I do want to remind you that as you all know, we're up against another government shutdown later this month and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do more spending. And while lawmakers are high-fiving and hugging, your savings accounts continue to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. You can help in the cycle. You may consider diversifying into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. When you open a gold IRA with Birch Gold, they will send you a free gold bar for every $10,000 that you spend by December 22nd. So visit birchgold.com slash end time to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket and you still get the free gold bars. So don't let your savings become a victim to the further devaluation of the dollar. Visit birchgold.com slash end time and receive a free info kit on gold and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Now, Doug, we're excited today because we have Leo Homan with us. He's a veteran investigative reporter and author whose recent book, Stealth Invasion, spent the majority of 2017 among Amazon.com's top 10 books on immigration. He spent decades researching and writing about education, immigration, crime, politics, and religion. We're familiar with that term around here, yes, Doug. We are. Uh, his articles have appeared at Zero Hedge, The Gateway Pundit, World Net Daily, and many other websites and publications. Uh, Homan has been interviewed by dozens of local and national radio hosts, including Laura Ingram on Fox News, George Norrie on Coast to Coast, and many more. His mission has always been to fearlessly report truths about the great issues of our time and connect the dots wherever they may lead. And he's joining Doug and I today to do just that, connect the dots. Leo, welcome to the End Time Show. Thanks for having me, Vince. It is our pleasure. We were blown away by your article uh, last week, Doug. You yeah. sent that to me, and I said, well, how about I reach out to Leo and see what happens? <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes people don't respond when we reach out, but Leo was so gracious to respond, so we're grateful to have him. Doug, Absolutely. where do we start with our conversation with Leo, because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things, uh, Leo, that you mentioned was your book, Stealth Invasion. Can you tell us a little bit about the background of that book? Tell me what you were telling us before the program about what happened with being uh, censored on that book. Yeah, the book came out in January 2017, uh, and it was on the market on Amazon for six years. Uh, and then suddenly in January 2023, uh, uh, the beginning of this current year, uh, I get a notice from the publisher saying that something strange has happened. And we've received an uh, email from Amazon saying that they've canceled your book, we're no longer allowed to sell it on Amazon. And the only reason they said was that it violated their community standards. 
um, and there was no appeal process, no real explanation. Um, It was just done uh, like that. And it really left us scratching our heads because there are so many dozens and dozens of books about Islam on Amazon, and uh, many of them are not very flattering, uh, even more condemning, I would say, of Islam than my book. But they continue to be sold uh, on that platform. So we really couldn't figure it out. Um, But then came October 7th uh, last month, and now it's all starting to make sense. Um, The attack on Israel, the outpouring of support for Hamas and the Islamic uh, way of thinking about what happened, I guess I would say, if I wanted to be diplomatic about it, uh, we've seen outpourings of people into the streets, hundreds of thousands in London just this weekend. I think this was like the fourth weekend in a row uh, since the October 7th attack on Israel. Israel got about three days of, of sympathy, I would say, mm-hmm. three or four days. Uh, and then you could just see everything switch. And uh, since then, it's been all Hamas all the time on the mainstream media. You know, they're bombing the poor children, the poor civilians. And I'm not saying there isn't, uh, shouldn't be any sympathy for that, but it's like everybody forgot what precipitated the attack on Gaza to begin with. It was an Islamic jihadist attack. Uh, And this is not just going to happen in Israel. We will see similar attacks, I believe, here in the United States Mm -hmm. before it's said and done. Uh, And if you were to ask me why, I would say it's all laid out in that book, Stealth Invasion, from uh, six and a half years ago now. it was really a clarion call, a warning to America to stop importing these Islamic refugees from nations that hate us. You know, the United States has a terrible track record mm-hmm. of going in and participating in warfare, uh, destroying a country like Iraq or Afghanistan, and then the war, the warfare spurs all sorts of of refugee movement. And then the United States is the first to start taking the refugees in. Uh, it happened with the, in Somalia, Sudan, Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, we've even got refugees here from uh, wars that we didn't start, believe it or not. Um, believe it. And uh, oh, there, it even goes back to Bosnia and Bill Clinton. We were mm-hmm. taking in Bosnian Muslim refugees back in the early 90s. Uh, during the Clinton administration. Right. And so uh, it's it's quite a pattern of United States getting involved in wars in the Middle Eastern region and then taking in, you know, just tens of thousands of refugees from each one of those countries. Right. Um, and so now you can see that starting to repeat itself. The U.S. is an ally of Israel. It's helping Israel in its war against Hamas. And they're already talking, guys, about what? Taking in 800,000 or more refugees from Gaza, uh, Palestinian Muslim refugees who have zero 
uh, affection, shall I say, for the American culture or American uh, political system, uh, they would not make a good fit for this country. Uh, even the neighboring Arab countries don't want them, uh, even though they would, you know, fit in perhaps better there. Uh, but the United States uh, is the first to raise its hand. There's a group in Congress, mostly Democrats, who are already saying, yes, we want those Palestinian refugees. Mm. Leo, you said your book's not on Amazon anymore. So where in the world can someone go to find it? Because it sounds like you're saying it laid out why this is happening now in detail. So how, how could I go find it? Yes, it's on. It's still being sold on Barnes at, at BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, you can find it there, and really, that's the only place right now. Hmm. Uh, BarnesandNoble.com, and that's directly linked on your website. Um, Correct. I, I think we have LeoHoman.com that we're going to be displaying on the screen throughout the conversation today. So, uh, I would encourage everyone to go follow LeoHoman.com. All of his articles that he posts there, and then of course buy this book. Make sure you get a copy of it to see what is happening. Um, so um, why do you, what, what's your consensus then on why Amazon uh, censored your book? I, I, I understand that there's kind of an attack on um, all things from your perspective. So what's the conclusion there? Why would Amazon censor it ultimately? I think, I, I mean, th I can only speculate, Vince, because they did not give us a reason. They didn't give me a reason. They didn't give the publisher a reason other than it violated their community standards of, for a, uh, quote, hate speech. Mm. Um, even though the book is not hateful at all towards Muslims, in fact, towards the end of the book, I urge people to love Muslims and reach out to them. Uh, in love and share the gospel with them and not to assume that every Muslim is a terrorist. Uh, so the book was anything but hateful. Um, but from a governmental policy standpoint, I recommended in the book uh, and quoted several others who re would recommend uh, having a moratorium on refugee resettlements from these Middle Eastern uh, Arab and Muslim lands, simply because the ones that we've already imported uh, have have done a poor job of assimilating, and I give countless examples of that in the book uh, from all of the communities across America where, where they have had large numbers of these refugees pumped into their cities. Um, and by the way, they happen to be placed largely in um, not just large cities like you would think, but in a lot of smaller towns, um, meatpacking type towns, mm. they put them to work as cheap labor in meatpacking plants throughout the Midwest. Uh, you know, N Nebraska, Kansas, uh, Minnesota, small town America, um, uh, the largest yogurt plant in the world in Idaho, southern Idaho, is staffed 30 percent with Muslim refu refugees. Mm, wow. uh, that's the, the Chobani yogurt plant down there in Idaho. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I lay it all out, what is driving it, who is profiting from it, and what we can do to stop it. And I think because uh, another Middle Eastern war was probably in the cards and certain high-level globalists probably knew that uh, many months ago, uh, as early as uh, early this year, it would not surprise me. Now, this this is just 
the part that I said is speculation. It would not surprise me if a high-level government uh, employee from the federal government got on the phone with Amazon in January of 2023 and said, you know what, this book needs to be um, removed from your uh, from your uh, sales, uh, from your website, because it is hate speech. Now, they wouldn't have laid out the real reason. The real reason is not that it's hate speech, because it's not but because it calls the government out on the carpet for this devastating policy of starting foreign wars and then welcoming all of these thousands of refugees who do not assimilate into American culture. Yeah. Uh, Leo, you said something in your article that uh, really sparked my attention when you said it, and it, it goes back to what you're talking about with the uh, the world powers and the elitists that are trying to push these things. You said out of chaos comes order. And we hear them say all the time, you know, never waste a good crisis. And right. they, they've already kind of said that again since this war started. But you made a statement that in order to set the Great Reset into motion and get that finished, they had to tear down the structure of the United States of America and basically bring us to our knees through a depression or a World War III type scenario. Is that what you see this turning into, in your opinion? I, yeah, uh, good question, Doug. Thank you. Um, I, I really do see that as being in the cards. Um, some of the nations, I would say most of the nations of the world are uh, socialistic in nature. Uh, people are used to um, doing what they're told by the government, uh, even if they don't want to. Um, America has been heading more and more in that direction. We saw that with COVID, but some of the changes um, you know, we saw it with the mass mandates, the vaccine mandates, all of that stuff. Um, but uh, some of the policies that these globalists have yet to uh, try to implement in the United States, I think they're going to have a rougher go of it. Uh, the two big ones that they're looking to um, uh, put into place over the next couple of two, three years uh, by 2028, 2030 at the latest, is to have a uh, digital ID and also central bank digital currencies. Mm -hmm. um, once we have those two things in place, it's game over, in my opinion. Uh, the, the world is now heading towards a, 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 a one world system, uh, a one world tyrannical system based on the China system, the Chinese model. Uh, where you have this social credit scoring system in place, uh, you're able to be, the government can track your movement, the government can track every purchase that you make. None of that is possible right now in the United States. And I don't feel like uh, the culture in the United States uh, is going to allow that to be implemented just in a regular, normal peacetime. Right. I feel like uh, it would be out of the fog of war and out of the ash heap of a war where uh, the globalists would now have, what, a desperate population in the United States. People would be more uh, desperate for change. Their dollars will be uh, basically worthless with all of the inflation that war is bringing. War and, you know, the reckless spending related to the war. Uh, we've seen it already in Ukraine, writing blank checks to a foreign government whose interests are have nothing to do with uh, supporting American interests in Eastern Europe. 
Ukraine is not even an ally. It is not a member of NATO. Right. And yet we have uh, sent $120 billion to that country. Um, now we're going to be sending probably at least that much, much to Israel. Um, it will only be a matter of time, in my opinion, before U.S. troops uh, and uh, uh, Air Force pilots are directly involved in these wars, uh, probably troops on the ground, possibly a uh, restoration of the military draft, um, a lot of uncomfortable things are coming, I believe, and uh, they're not probably going to go too well for the United States. Uh, I do not believe that the country is positioned uh, militarily, culturally, or just, you know, in the, 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 the common mentality of the people. I don't feel that we're positioned well to fight a global war like we did in World War II, where we're fighting on three or four fronts. Right. Um, you know, only 22 percent of uh, young people even qualify for the military right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems going into a major war like that, that I think tend to make me believe that we would lose the war and we would come out of that war a desperate people. And then you have the situation that is ripe for the type of changes that the globalists want. Digital ID and digital money. Yeah. Well, you, you called that system the beast system. And, you know, that perked our ears up because we that's what we talk about is uh, the mark of the beast and the things that are in Revelation 13 and how that's set up. That's what the digital uh, tracking and everything sounds like in the system that they're trying to do with the um, the credit score through China. You mentioned them, but how much of the WEF is involved in this trying to set this up? Because you mentioned they tried to do this with COVID. Do you think the WEF was the route to this this issue and who's really trying to push this through? Or where do you stand on that with the uh, World Economic Forum? Well, yeah, the World Economic Forum is definitely a, a leader in this movement, uh, along with the United Nations and the World Health Organization. I would say those are the top three global entities that are pushing for this. Uh, and then you have all of the uh, tech, big tech contractors who are just salivating uh, at the money to be made uh, as countries convert their societies over to this new digital system. Now, many countries are already doing it. Um, the EU just announced that they have plans to do it um, over the next couple of years. And uh, India is moving hard in this direction, which is the most populated country in the world. Mm. Um, it's only the United States, I think, that will become a problem um, in, in, in converting over to this digitalized system where uh, basically there will be no more cash. Uh, you'll have digital tokens issued by the central banks. In the case of the U.S., it would be the Federal Reserve System. And uh, everything will be tokenized and digitized. And it truly will come down to a situation of you will own nothing and be happy. Now, where did that slogan come from? We know that comes from Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. So, yes, the answer to your question is they are heavily involved in this. Klaus Schwab has written several books about it. Uh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Um, he's on record in favor of all of it. Leo, uh, World War I, 8.2 million were killed. World War II, 52 million. 
Uh, if there is a World War III, which we believe is coming according to Bible prophecy, what would your rough estimate be on how many deaths you think there would be? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, that would be dependent on a large number of uh, questions. You know, the most obvious one would be, uh, would the uh, adversaries in a World War III turn to nuclear weapons? And even if they turn to nuclear weapons, would they be the tactical nuclear weapons that are uh, much smaller? Or would, would it come down to ICBMs, you know, the international the internet, intercontinental ballistic missiles, those are the large, huge missiles that can fly from one continent to another with precision. Um, the Russians and the Chinese uh, also have uh, these supersonic weapons now that um, can evade any sort of anti-ballistic uh, system. Uh, so a missile could literally traverse the entire globe, evade our radar, and hit a target, a U.S. city, with precision. Now, if it comes down to that, hypersonic missile attacks, uh, there is no limit to the number of deaths that could occur. And so I, that's why I speculated in one of my articles that if it, if it goes to that level, we're talking more casualties than World War I and World War II combined. Because why? The, it's it's a simple answer. The weaponry is so much more advanced, so much more efficient at killing uh, now than it was then. You also have the possibility of EMP attacks, uh, which would do very little or no damage to buildings or, or, or structures like that, but they could knock out the uh, power grid and fry all of the electronics. Mm. And there has been a study by the U.S. government that if that happened, if there was one large EMP or a series of smaller EMP attacks, that 90% of the U.S. population would be dead within 12 months. Mm. Uh, now, why is that? Because without electricity, without computers, without communications, the supply lines literally shut down. Uh, everything in the just-in-time inventory now is run on computers. Um, so think of what the chaos would be like if you had the entire supply chain, not just disrupted, but shut down for a period of even weeks, let alone months. Uh, and if there was a major EMP attack, it would take six months to a year to uh, get most of the people back online with the power system. And mm -hmm. so there would be literally, you know, people would be fighting for uh, fighting over food, attacking people who have food. Um, not only would people starve to death, but a large number would 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 become casualties in a what a, would amount to a civil war. So, Leo, do you think it would be crazy to suggest that two thirds of mankind could be killed in that war? I do not. If it went on for a number of years and we had EMP attacks, uh, even large scale use of tactical nuclear weapons, I think, could bring about a situation like that. And then, not to mention biological warfare. Uh, it's my opinion that COVID uh, gave us our first taste of what biological warfare could look like. Um, and there are bio labs all over the world preparing for the next big uh, attack. So uh, Chinese are heavily into that. The Russians are into that. And of course, the United States is into that in a big way, even though it won't admit it. 
And so, uh, yeah, I do believe that that's possible. Are you secretly a Bible prophecy writer? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am familiar with the Bible prophecies. Yeah. Um, I try not to say, oh, this is in fulfillment of that. But at the same time, give people a heads up, a warning that, hey, we are heading in this direction. I mean, I know a lot of people believe in a pre-trib rapture and they say we're not going to be here when this mark of the beast is rolled out. Um, I try not to focus too much on the timing of things like that. What I focus on is what is actually out there right now and in the very near term future. Yeah. And if you look at the technology, I don't care if you want to call it the mark of the beast out of Revelation 13 or not. But if they get the digital ID and the digital uh, central bank digital currencies in place, they now have the, 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 the infrastructure in place for a mark of the beast type system. Now, uh, whether it gets used in that way, only time will tell. But all indications are that, yes, there will come a day, probably sooner than we think, when you won't be able to get health care, you won't go be able to get food. You won't get any government assistance. This is already happening in, mm -hmm. in some countries where you cannot get government assistance or health care uh, unless you take this digital ID. Um, so it wouldn't take too much to uh, see how that could be implemented in a worldwide system. And at that point, you know, if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. In my opinion, it's a duck. Yeah. Right. Well, Leo, uh, we want to be respectful of your time. Doug, I, I know you probably have at least 40 more questions, but um, <laughs> I, I do want to tell you a little secret before Doug gives his last question. Uh, we actually think we'll be here through it. We're, we're post-trib and, and people don't, oh, okay. people argue with us over that, but uh, that's neither here nor no, there they for argue this. With me. They, they argue with me over that. You, they go round and round in the comments on my articles, you know, weekly about that issue. And sometimes it just you know, it just, it's too overbearing. And, and I have to tell them, hey, I never even brought up pre, mid, or post in my works. article. In my article, all I'm doing is presenting the facts yeah. as they currently are. That's how it is we, for us. We feel your pain. <laughs> Doug, we've got time for one more question. <laughs> well, I guess my last question would be, let me ask you this, because in the, uh, the article you did about the, uh, the digital currency and everything, you talked about the European Union and how they're they're kind of being aggressive in this with the digital currency and the digital ID. How big of a role will they play in it, do you believe? And Leo, I've got to tell you, you have less than a minute before the break comes up. So sorry to put you in that position. Well, I, I feel like that is it. They are playing a pivotal role uh, for the West. Um, I feel that as soon as the EU fully adopts this, you will then see pressure on the United States and Canada to follow suit. Typically, when things get rolled out in Western Europe, it's five to ten years, and you see them uh, being rolled out here in the United States. Leo, it's been a pleasure. Wish we could talk to you for hours. I think that would be easy to do. Yeah. Everyone out there needs to go to leohoman.com, pick up his book, and also follow his regular articles. Thank you for joining us, Leo. God bless you. We'll be right back after this break. As a viewer of The End Time Show, you're getting early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? 
Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives. And that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com slash deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com slash deals today. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. It was an honor to have Leo Homan on with Doug and I today. Doug? Yeah. My goodness. We could have talked to Leo until midnight. Man, I mean, we, we could have talked to him for a long time. He's got some good information. Well, we need people's help. Go to leohoman.com. I put the, com- uh, put the link in, his comment, in the comments here on Facebook. Um, go show him some love. Let him know that you enjoyed him being on the End Time Show. And um, you know, we're going to reach out, definitely try to have him back on soon. Before we get into the rest of the show, i got to remind you, there's a few things that Doug and I love. You know Jesus is up there. You know America is up there. And you know a good cup of coffee. And as it gets into winter here in Dallas, which means it's like 50 in the morning and 70 in the day, <laughs> uh, we can't help but have a nice good cup of first cup coffee. You can get one of first cup's 11 different roasts, ground, whole bean, or even the pods if you're one of those Keurig people out there. Um, so be sure to go to firstcup.com. Doug and I are drinking the Washington, named after President George Washington. So go to firstcup.com, use code time to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off right now. So go to firstcup.com, use code time to get 10% off today. Doug, I don't know where we go from here because talking to Leo, um, hearing his perspective, of course, we were able to talk to him a little bit before the show started off air, just kind of getting his prophecy take. And sure. he, I guess he shared it on air too. Mm-hmm. He knows about Bible prophecy. Right. I don't think he's proclaiming to be a Bible prophecy expert. Mm-mm. He's a very seasoned journalist, um, been writing for a very long time, been studying history for a very long time. The yeah. conclusions he's coming up with are not because he's looking at things through the lens of Bible prophecy like right. we do. Right. He's looking at history, he's looking at current events, he's looking at all the data, and he's saying, here's what's happening. And we're going, yeah. is, did Dave launch a, a separate <laughs> site without right. us knowing about it? And he's posing as this guy named Leo? Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting, Vince, because, I mean, one of the things that he said today was, he said that it was going to be very hard to implement this 
cashless society in the U.S. because he didn't think it would be as easy to do it here. Well, that's one of the things we talk about is we do not believe that America will be under the full control of the mark of the beast because of the fact that we see the great wings of the eagle helping Israel during the time of the great tribulation. We know that's the time when this system will be set up because the Antichrist is going to be revealed halfway through the final seven years and then that's when everything will start with the mark of the beast. And so it was interesting to hear him say that because he, you know, when we were talking to him before the show, he doesn't really know all the prophecy the way that we teach it and what we uh, believe in the scriptures. And so uh, he was saying things that line up with what we've been teaching for a very long time. Uh, the other thing he talked about that was interesting to me is how he talked about uh, the EU. When I asked him that question about the EU, he said they're going to be very much a part of this. Uh, they're going to be pushing this. They're, they're pushing it right now. And that was kind of what his article talked about, that second article that we mentioned today. And the thing about that is because we know that that's where the Antichrist is going to come from. Mm -hmm. It's going to come from the European Union or a reborn Holy Roman Empire. We barely even got to even mention the digital marking one, which, man, I would have loved I know it. it. We might have to do that next week if, <laughs> yeah, if he can we'll pull it off. We'll have to have him back on if we can. Man, because, I don't know, it, it was just... It was really enjoyable to talk to Leo. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that very much. Uh, where do we go from here, Doug? Because there's so much more we can talk about in his articles. Of course, yeah. there's the prophecies that we can talk about. So how, how, do, we, how do we continue the show? Well, for, for one thing, this is what I want to look at because he, he mentioned all the things that we talk about all the time. So when we, when we look at that, if we have some new viewers that are listening, we believe that Revelation 13 vents uh, verses one through three here, that they are telling us about the one world government system, that one world beast. It's all the beasts that Daniel saw in Daniel chapter seven. He told us those beasts would be here when Jesus returned to set up his kingdom. So we can let everybody kind of know what that is and we can kind of point out what we see in there and, and where we see the different beasts and who they are. Because not everybody may understand that or follow us every day. So looking at Revelation 13, one, uh, you want to read it or you want me to? I'm happy to read it. Okay, though. thank you. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Okay, let's stop right there for a second, just because I want to kind of explain you going to be one of those this. preachers today, Doug? I am, I think, because I want to make sure everybody understands, if you haven't ever heard this before, there may be some new people listening. And so the seven heads are all of the heads from the beast that we saw in Daniel 7. Remember, we had uh, the, the lion, the bear, and the leopard had four heads. And then the fourth beast with the ten horns had a head. So that's seven heads right there. And then it talks about those ten horns, the ten crowns on the horns. These are ten kings. Daniel chapter 7 tells us that the Antichrist will rise up among these ten kings. We understand from Daniel chapter 2 that the ten kings are the same as the ten toes in Daniel chapter chapter 2, and that the feet of iron mingled with clay is that reborn Holy Roman Empire. The ten toes are representative of the same thing as the ten horns. And so now you can continue. All right. <laughs> Verse 2 of Revelation chapter 13, And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now, Doug, when I read this, I've got to confess, as a child, I watched Power Rangers. You ever heard of that? I have heard of Power Rangers. There was one movie or show, I don't, I don't remember now, it's been a very long time, <laughs> where the Power Rangers merged into one thing and they turned into this big beast to fight some other beast. And that's what this reminds me of. 
But I have a feeling that's not what John was seeing, even though in 2023, (laughs) there's a lot of people like me who might picture something like that when they read this, because this sounds sci-fi. Right. Are they seeing these, is he seeing these actual beasts form into this one big beast? Is that really what's happening, like a transformer? It it wasn't so much that, but I mean, that's a good analogy. I mean, he's seeing the different nations come together under one flag, one world empire here and and it's going to be the the UN and it'll they'll be coming down as the flag of the UN that's what they'll be uh, all representative there of the one world government Vince and so like I said before the lion is uh, one of the beasts the bear and then the leopard so we believe that the lion is Great Britain because Daniel saw the lion and he had eagle's wings on his back but Daniel watched until the wings were plucked off the lion and those wings were made to stand up uh, as a man and a man's heart was given to those wings. We see those wings again in Revelation 12 14 protecting Israel during the great tribulation. So we do not see the United States as part of this beast but we see Great Britain the lion, the bear is Russia and then the leopard is um, Germany and the Tin Horn Kingdom is that EU that he talked about that's pushing a lot of this. Today, Vince, there was another article from another magazine uh, that came out, or another news article today that came out, and it said that Germany is building its military force back up to be a fighting force that would be able to sustain Europe and help Europe. So we're watching that beast because the very next verse, let's read that first. We'll talk about that. Verse Verse three. Yes. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the, the beast. Now I hear a lot of people saying that's the Antichrist. Right, there's a lot of people that have taught that in the past, but remember this isn't talking about an individual. This is talking about one of those beasts, and one of the beasts happened to have four heads. That's the leopard. Mm. We know the leopard is Germany. We know that uh, Hitler's Third Reich was that third head. And when they put up the Berlin Wall, we talked about this the other day on the anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down, they thought they separated Germany forever and that Germany would be dead and it would never come back to life. But when the wall came back down, now Germany is in its fourth and richest Reich. That's what it's called. There's even a book out there called Germany's Fourth and Richest Reich. And we're watching it rise to power again. Now they're saying they're going to build this military that can help Europe that can actually help the Ukraine even. So they're going to build their military force up and become stronger than they've ever been before. Uh, That I would say is fitting right into Bible prophecy. And so that is that beast that we see in the European empire is, is part of that as well. That's helping implement the digital ID and the digital currency. So very interesting because all that is in Bible prophecy, and it gets me excited. I don't know if you can tell I'm excited or not. This is the first day I've felt good like in two weeks, but I'm excited because of the interview plus because it just ties in with Bible prophecy so well. Um, So it's very exciting to see that. And then, of course, he called the digital currency and the digital ID the beast system. Mm -hmm. He called it that in his article. Well, that is Revelation 13. And it talks about the mark of the beast. And in the end time, they will cause you to have a mark on your hand, your right hand or your forehead. And without that mark, you can't buy, sell or trade. And that's what it looks like this digital currency is setting up for. The digital currency in and of itself is not the mark of the beast, but it can be implemented and used with the mark of the beast when that is established. 
So exciting times, I think, Vince. Yeah, are we going to verse 16 to continue this? Yes. And it's, it's talking about exactly what you just said. And he causeth all, this is still Revelation 13, verse 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Doug, one thing I've been saying lately is that there's a way that you can be mark of the beast proof. Right. Like, and we have it. Mm -hmm. We have a way yes. for you to avoid the mark of the beast 100% guaranteed. <laughs> Tell us about it, Vince. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yes, it is. Everybody's wanting to know what it is. I know. Should I tell <laughs> I, you? Yeah. Tell them. Understanding the end time. It's a book. It's a DVD set. It's streaming on End Time Plus. If you go through Understanding the End Time, we can 100% guarantee that you're not going to take the mark of the beast if you go through it with self-honesty and you know all those disclaimers that I probably should give there. You won't take it if you read Understanding the End Time and ask the Lord to speak to you through it. So I would highly encourage you to get the book, get the DVD set, whatever you prefer, or stream online right now at End Time. Uh, dot com slash new. Now for the book, I got to tell you, there's deals going on right now. It's that time of year. So endtime.com slash deals. If you buy the book right now or the DVD set, you're going to get entered to be part of a special VIP video call with Dave Robbins. So he's going to do a talk later on in the year about what's to come in 2024 or whatever else he wants to talk about. If you get understanding the end time between now and the end of the year at endtime.com slash deals, you're going to get to be part of that group call and even ask him questions just like you're talking to him over FaceTime. So be sure to do that endtime.com slash deals and get understanding the end time today to be part of that group call and to be Mark of the Beast proof. All right, there's my shameless plug, Doug. <laughs> Everybody in the world should read Understand the End Time. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%, Vince. So, I mean, all these things that we talked about today with uh, Leo, it's very serious. These things are coming. Uh, he also talked about, you know, Klaus Schwab and he talked about the WEF. Uh, we have an article that came out today that exposes what their plans are. Well, Vince, one of their plans is another shutdown, if you can believe that or not. So they're talking about now doing it for environmental purposes, where they could shut us down and say we have too much carbon emissions and shut the economy down again. Remember, Leo said one of the ways that they want to uh, destroy America is either by a third world war or by another depression type situation. And so we believe that that's probably what's on the horizon also to help do this. He said in, uh, in the interview a while ago that he also believed that that's part of what COVID was about, was shutting us down and keeping us to where we could not uh, do the things that we uh, normally did, like we couldn't go to the grocery store. The supply and demand chain, he talked about if something were to happen with the EMP, that that could destroy our supply and demand. Uh, we saw with COVID what happened with that. I mean, you couldn't get toilet paper, you couldn't get paper towels, and it made it very difficult for a lot of people who were unprepared. And so, you know, that's another thing that we want to do. We always want to be prepared, right? We so do. I guess when we come back from this break, because I hear our music, we'll get into this article. Those breaks, Doug. We need I to know. just go on End Time Plus for hours and hours <laughs> right. and just see what happens. Uh, unfortunately, that's not available right now, but maybe it will be one day. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break.
a voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're talking about the elites and the beast system today. We had a special guest on earlier in the show. If you're just now joining us, you missed uh, one of our most favorite interviews of all time, I think, at this point, uh, with Leo Homan. You can go to leohoman.com to read more of his articles, learn more about him. And if he's willing, there's no doubt we'll have him back on again. And I seem like a good conversation, so I'd be surprised if he's not willing, Doug. But yeah. we're looking forward to that. One thing he mentioned was... Uh, the potential EMP attacks, even right here in America, he, he gave a lot of great information about that, s saying that um, it's estimated right now from people that know what they're talking about, that if there were a major EMP attack here in America, that they're estimating, I can't remember the time frame he gave, but he did say up to 90% deaths would occur, Doug. Yeah, Am he I said in, the, in 12 months. In 12 months. Yeah. If it was large enough, apparently, yeah, because of all the because all the electronics would be shut down, mm -hmm. and we probably wouldn't know how to function here right. in the United States. When so you folks think are, about our water system, everything we've got is on electronics. Yeah, yeah, be it'd be devastating for a lot of people. Well, and that's why they're suggesting that up to 90% would die within mm -hmm. 12 months after that occurred. So yeah. definitely go back, check out that interview. I do want to remind you, when he said that, the first thing I thought of was our friends over at Ready Pantry. There's a way to have an affordable three-month emergency supply of food. You might need more than that if there's an EMP attack, of course. Uh, ReadyPantry.com slash Endtime offers an amazing 25-year shelf-stable food and includes meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not to mention the peace of mind you get knowing you have an emergency supply of food ready for anything. Power outages, hurricanes, grid collapses, war, the list goes on and on. 
Ready Pantry is an American-based company with all the products sourced right here in America, and they're offering discounts of up to 20% off for three to 12 months supplies. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime, use code endtime, and save an additional 10% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders. So stock your pantry by going to readypantry.com slash endtime today. Doug, what do we need to know about the elites and the Mark of the Beast system? So, okay, one of the things lot to know. there really is, and this is an uh, interesting article. It goes along with everything we were talking about today, so it was really cool when I got this this morning. But uh, it, it says that it exposes a lot of what's going on with the WEF. Now, uh, I asked Leo about that, how much involvement he said they have in this. He said they are very heavily involved with their partners, the UN, uh, the WHO, and China. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say that. That's Lots me throwing that in there. But but listen, this is this is interesting because this article does tell you who funds the WEF, and so that's what's interesting. We it says in this it says that they uh, have behemoths like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, Google, Comcast, and Pfizer. How about that? Tops ten trillion dollars. Just those companies, excuse me, just those companies. Double that if it includes 10 trillion asset manager BlackRock. Okay, we've all heard, heard of BlackRock. Black yeah. Rock. They're buying up a lot of real estate around the world and not being able to uh, allow people to buy houses because they want to push us into what they call smart cities. And I think everybody knows this already, Doug, but their CEO, Larry Fink. Guess where he's a board member at? Exactly. Tell us, Vince. WEF. <laughs> Him and Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Buddies. How about that? Isn't that interesting? Quite interesting. Yeah. And so the article goes on. Not only does it ex exploit that and let you know who's kind of helping fund this, but they go into what they want to uh, talk about every year. And, and this is one of the things that it says is their key items of their agendas. Their agendas include a globalist takeover of not just finance but also of energy. Now see, we've all kind of run into that too when we've seen about how they're trying to reduce fossil fuel and push electric vehicles and things like that on us. Um, food, so we know that Bill Gates has bought up a lot of the land around here and he's beginning to make other uh, types of food out of insects and other things that they're growing. Uh, health, the health industry, uh, and personal information and technology. So those are some of the things that they have their tentacles in uh, and they're really trying to take over all of that because see, that, that's how they can control us and that's what the article is talking about. Uh, the other thing, Vince, it talks about the CBDCs and the digital IDs. One of the things I was gonna mention earlier I wanted to mention with Leo is right here in the United States, Georgia has now passed a bill where they now are implementing the global ID and ID system. So now, Vince, you can use your global ID and your ID to check in on your flights to fly anywhere around the world. You just hand that off to a TSA agent. They just scan your ID and you're automatically put on board because everything's already accessed about you and they know every single thing about you and they'll track your movement. So, well, Doug, you know, I hadn't flown up until this year. It had been like eight years since I had flown. Yeah. And then I've flown more than I've cared to this year. <laughs> but, um, you know, I go in there to the airport, Dallas-Fort Worth. It's 
a massive airport. Mm -hmm. I go in and I'm used to going up to the counter and getting your ticket. That's how long it's been since I've flown. Right. And I see no one there and I'm going, wow, this isn't normal. But then I go, look, look at their line and the line's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I see everybody scanning their phones and I'm like, I didn't know you could scan your phones now. That's how ignorant I am on, on flying. <laughs> and so, You think you're ignorant on it, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you do it way more than me. Yeah, but I'm you probably on that knew that was a it. thing, right? Yeah, I did know it. But so, um, you know, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. that's almost normal already. You still have to do your ID, but you have you can have your boarding pass on your phone. Yeah. Show them your ID. You can get through right now. We're really close to that already. What you yeah. just mentioned of well, everything being a one. With that, you don't have to take your shoes off and do your belt and all that. It's like pre-check. To where you're automatically for free. You have yeah. to pay for pre-check. Well, you have to pay for this too. It's, okay. This is a deal you have to pay, but you got to give them all your information, and and you get this because it's more convenient for you. So remember, we've talked about that. How the mark of the beast will be convenient for some people, yes. and they'll want to take it because of the convenience of it. Yes. No longer will they have to carry a wallet and things like that. They just have to have their chip or whatever is in place. So it's so one of the things that they're talking about, but they, they also are talking about, and this is why I mentioned the uh, climate lockdowns. In this article, it talks about implementing central digital currency and instituting a climate lockdown and rolling blackouts, banning gas vehicles and stoves. Now we've even heard about that already here in the United States. They've wanted to ban gas powered stoves. I uh, believe uh, Governor Newsom in California has already kind of pushed that. And, uh, and throttling thermostats. You know smart thermostats like you have I'm nowadays aware, where you can... I don't like them, don't have them. Yeah, I don't I'm have aware. them either, but I, you know, they make them already. Well, if you have a smart thermostat, think of how they could just get right in there and they can adjust your heat and your air and tell you how much heat and, and air you can have, you know? I've stayed in an Airbnb with them, don't like them at all. Yeah, they, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, you think about how hot it gets here. We, you talked about how our winter is really kind of pleasant because it starts off in the 50s and gets up to the 70s, and it's true. We have those three freezes a year. Yeah, I can ride my motorcycle pretty much 12 months out of the year in Texas, which I like. Uh, but with this, it would be the opposite for me. It would be when it's 110 outside and the heat humidity index is 130, and, and I've got my thermostat set on 79 in the house. That's not going to help me much. So they would be able to do this kind of thing. But these are things that they want to take over and begin to do. Uh, one, I mentioned the partners a while ago. <clears throat> the partners are the United Nations, the World Bank, the World Health Organization. They're all part of this. So this is all just the body of where these tentacles go. And the WEF is behind a lot of it. And that is what this article is speaking about. And with this kind of infrastructure, they're also talking about something we didn't get to talk to Leo about, but he mentioned it, transhumanism. And we've talked about it a lot. This article was so huge, I couldn't put everything in the article. But uh, I'm trying to think of his name now, Noah Harari. What's, that's his name. Yes, Yuval Noah Harari. Thank you guys in the in the booth uh, for helping me out there. It was, well, did he speak in your ear? <laughs> my wife told no. me over the weekend, she's like, I don't like it when people on TV say, they're telling me in my ear right now. I said, well, that's what's happening. She said, everything yeah. you hear is in your ear. So don't say that. Say it's in your earpiece. 
Oh, okay. Well, for you, in, for future there you reference. go. In my earpiece, the guys in the control room helped me out there. Yuval that's just Noah. for Kate. <laughs> <One else. laughs> Kate, that's just for you. Yuval Noah Harari talked about humanism, and, they, and he talked about, he linked it to COVID, remember? He said, for the first time, we'll be able to trace back to where surveillance began under the skin. And so they're talking about wanting to do this. And one of the things that they want to control your health for is attached to that ID. And this is one of the things that they brought in uh, Bill Gates and he talked about. Attached with that digital ID and your digital currency would be your vaccination record. So if you didn't have the vaccines that they wanted you to get, you would not be able to travel, Vince. If, if you hadn't gone and got the COVID vaccine booster one, two, three, four, five, whatever it is, then they would be able to say, you can't travel anywhere. And they would also be able to shut down your bank account. Um, they would also tell you, let's just say they find out they've got my medical records and they find out uh, that I have heart disease and I can't eat too much red meat anymore. And if I ate too much red meat, they could shut everything down to where Mr. Norvell, you can't have red meat anymore. Remember Klaus Schwab's, um, favorite saying like Leo talked about is you'll have nothing and be happy. And that is really what the ultimate goal is. If, if that's not a world government, if that's not the things that we're talking about in Revelation chapter 13, the devil and his system, Satan's uh, communistic socialistic system, then I don't know what is. Doug, we are coming to the end of the show. I yeah. know we need to wrap it up, but there's one thing I wanted to throw out there that's not part of anything that we've talked about today. <laughs> okay. Um, last night, or actually in early this morning, we received word of a dear friend of End Time Ministries. Her name's Melissa Vazakoski. She's uh, battled with cancer for 11 years. She passed away overnight. And she's actually, I'm mentioning her now, Doug, because her and her husband are the ones that translated the original Understanding the End Time with Irvin Baxter into French. Mm -hmm. So her, her and her husband came into the office in our studio here and they worked for weeks to translate Understanding the End Time, which is still available on End Time Plus, into French. And um, she's was only 53, has two young children that are mm. uh, college age and of course been married to her husband Oliver for decades and she passed away overnight. So I just wanted to mention it to say, uh, please pray for the Vazakoski family, um, they lost their wife and mother, and it is you know, a very good friend to everyone here at End Time, and yeah. she will be greatly missed. We're rejoicing that yeah. she is not fighting this battle anymore, that she is uh, more alive than she's ever been. Yeah. There's that part of it. And then, of course, it's very sad to lose her on this side. Yeah. So, 11 uh, year battle she yeah. fought. It's very sad, but yeah. like I said, we're rejoicing that she's in heaven and uh, not dealing with this anymore. So pray for the Vazakoski family. If you're just joining us, make sure you go back and watch the interview with Leo Holman. Incredible interview. No doubt we'll have him on again. Go to watch.endtime.com, endtime.com to participate in thousands of hours of content. It's available for totally free because of partners like you who give every month at endtime.com slash give. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.